Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? What's up, world? What's up, world? What's the deal? Yeah, man, we back at it. Episode 17 is uh, KG, the line between love and sports. It's your boy LB, what's going on? Man, so, uh, been a exciting with the sports. Football is back. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, how you feel about that? Uh, you know, I'm excited. I, ain't, I can't lie, man. You know, football is national pastime, you know, not baseball, but. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I can't lie. Yeah, especially with us coming from Texas, man. You know, that's what we kind of bred around is football, man. Right, so right. it is very entertaining, especially if you don't play it, you still know what it's about. And so you know what it does for the, for the city, for the community, man. So, yeah. Um, just going, we're going to get right into it as far as, uh, as far as football. We're going to talk about college football first. Yeah, let's jump it off. So, you know, we had our first week uh, football, uh, college football. You know, Saturday had some big games, some major uh-huh. upsets. <laughs> Some major uh, teams who didn't perform like how we thought they were going to perform. True. Um, I go ahead and get right into it, man. I'm a I'm a Texas fan, Texas Longhorns fan. True. Okay. And uh, been there for quite a bit, a long time, you know, especially since you know the whole Vince Young era and all that. But I go back to Ricky Williams and all them too. And they just we just don't have that flair no more, man, like at all. You know, Herman came. I thought he was going to come in and bring all that back, and he tried to revamp the the campus, locker room, all these things, and. I feel like we're still like a year away, a year or two away. Right. Hopefully he has a chance to. I know we have a lot of top recruits coming in next year uh, that's already committed. Hopefully we don't lose that commitment and they come in. But uh, still, man, we, we lose to Maryland, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we come in ranked 23 and we still lose that game. And we still – we should have won it, you yeah, know, even when they was up, what, 17, yeah, I believe, it, it something like that. It, Texas had to come back. Yeah. And they got within two. Yep. And they let it get away from them, man. Rain delay and all that. I think the rain delay hurt. You know, killed a lot of the momentum. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. Texas, they don't have that flair. And personally, you know, I don't think they had it since Vince Young left. I yeah. mean, Colt McCoy, yeah, never mind. So Colt McCoy. Yeah, right. They, 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 go, they went right. one time after that. Right. National Championship, yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's like they just can't find a quarterback. Yeah. You know, and that's rare. Uh, for you to be a top flight program in one of the states that people consider, you know, the mecca of high school football. Yeah. And you can't get a quarterback, you know. Yeah, but at least have a, a top running back or somebody with, you know, the big name running back or something like that. You know, they they haven't really had one since Jamal Charles, really. No. I mean, because right after that, they had nobody really just big. I mean, yeah, Deontay Foreman and all them. They're doing, like they're doing pretty good. He's playing with the Texas now. But – as far as that, I mean, as far as, you know, Jamal Charles is that big name coming out, though. Jamal Charles was big. They got uh, they got Gray that came out of Alito. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I think Alito just used him so much in high school. Once I was going to say, yeah, because he didn't Texas, pan out well. Just, yeah. He was done, you know. Uh, it's hard. You know, it's, it's – for Nick Saban to recruit the way he recruits, mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with the way he coaches – you know, for him to, you know, keep a team of that caliber year in and year out after losing yeah. so many people to the NFL every year. So, uh, Herman, he's supposed to be a, a master recruiter, but if you can't turn it around kind of quickly, yeah, then, you know, they're going to start looking for your successor. Quick. Yeah, so I, I like Texas. I'm not – I'm not a diehard Texas fan, but I like Texas. And I like when Texas win. Um, yeah. So to see them lose to Maryland, man, it was kind of 
disappointing. I mean, shout out to Maryland. You know, they they did a tribute to their fallen player and their fallen brother. Man, that was yeah, that was that was uh, great. So shout out to Maryland and Texas. That decline yeah, the penalty, decline the penalty. Um, now my team, on the other hand, is the Miami Hurricanes. Ooh, and <laughs> when I seen who we put out there on the field as our quarterback, yeah. I mean, all the excitement, all the anticipation was gone, man. You know, I, I don't like talking about uh, athletes like this because I know they work hard and I know they're better at the position than I am. But uh, Malik Rozier, you know, if if he's your best quarterback, then you you not you're not an elite program. You know, you're not going to be an elite team for the season. So yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised that Miami got spanked like that, especially with the defense losing a lot of the um, top players that we lost last year too. See, I wouldn't really – still, I just wasn't – just like the hype coming into it. I maybe had – maybe it might have just been too much hype. Yeah. So I was looking forward to for the game to be closer. Um, I really didn't know if Miami was going to win it. I thought, it was gonna, like I said, it's going to be close or it needs to come down to the wire or anything, especially with it being the first game, you know, everybody getting those, those jitters out because mm-hmm. nobody's really in midseason form just yet. Except for Alabama, of course, they look <laughs> fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, man, I thought I think Miami they are they, are they focused too much on the goal chains and stuff now, or like I, yeah, I think the turnover chain took on a life of its own, and then yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of people didn't really follow Miami. Like last year, Miami wasn't that good on offense. Yeah, you know, a lot of the games they won are games that they should have lost, but like there was two games like back to back where. Um, the quarterback played bad, and then he just made like a miraculous throw to the same receiver yeah. for game-winning touchdowns, you know. And then when we finally got on the uh, national scale last year, national TV screen against Notre Dame, yeah, we just blew Notre Dame out the water. So everybody thought the U was back, the swagger was back, the chain and all of that. Um, but it was a lot of fool's gold, and mainly because the quarterback play wasn't elite, you yeah. know. So – you need that. Yeah. You need it. You need it big time. And we, we don't have it right now. And one thing I would say, just talking, speaking on quarterbacks, I was going to go in there with you, man. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Two quarterbacks, Nick Saban constantly telling people, and they kind of got him just a little, you know. Yeah, he got mad. Got a little flack about that, too. You know, of course, he, he can't react on TV like he wants to anymore. But uh, he, he has the best, he has a good decision to make right now. He has two pretty good quarterbacks, or that he can win with, you know, and. A lot of teams don't have that. A lot of teams don't even have one. Like we one, talked about right. with Texas, you know, or you know, Miami, and just but Alabama, they look look like Alabama already. You know, it's like they're gonna have a pretty good season, man. Uh, another team that kind of surprised me too was Oklahoma. I didn't realize oh boy was that good. I remember you told me about him first. Murray, the quarterback, yeah, yeah, he's out there flicking it. Murray's amazing. Like man. if Murray was like six two, then you know we be getting ready for him to be drafted number one overall as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, because he's only 5'10", and he's probably about 180 pounds. Yeah. That's why nobody's really expecting him to continue to, to play football, you know. Yeah. He got drafted. He's expected to go play baseball. He's going to the season. But they much, allow yeah. him, you know what, you can play this last year. And OU, they about to try and win a championship with him because he that good. Yeah, he's very impressive. That's my that's my first time actually was watching him play, man. He was, man. That dude impressed me a whole lot. He did good. And he really didn't even get to show his speed that much. You know? Yeah, yeah. People going to realize that um, 
you you can't catch Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is legit fast. Yeah. And he is good. Like he's small, but if they block for him, he he might win the Heisman this year. I wouldn't be surprised because as long as they keep him clean, he'll put up he'll put up Mayfield like numbers, if not better than Mayfield. I think he's better than Mayfield. Yeah. Because his accuracy and his playmaking with his feet is on a different level. He just small. Yeah. But he's kill him. Uh, I know that's kind of like comparing him to uh, Manziel a lot, but his arm is way better than Manziel. Yeah, though. yeah, his arm Man- is way better. Manziel was was like you know all over the place. Like Kyler Murray, yeah. he's trying to you know make a play downfield. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He don't really take off unless he just got to take off. Manziel, exactly. you know, he's trying to get out of there. But yeah, uh, Kyler Murray, he's nice. Uh, Clemson, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a uh, you know walk in the park for them. I expect Clemson to make it to the national championship game. Yeah, against Alabama. Uh, One do I what I will say is about uh I watched that QB one episode on Netflix. Uh huh. And uh oh boy, they said Georgia. The black kid. No white kid. Oh, uh, from from yeah. Man, he killing it. From is nice. Boy, he's nice. Like I, I liked him on QB one. He was in high school. He was nice, and uh he almost broke Deshaun Watson's record. Yeah, from in is, Atlanta. From is legit. But he's at Georgia. And he's like, he's killing it, man. He like he led them uh. Pretty much, I didn't realize how far they went last year. Just ranked them before last year. Yeah, they they high, highly ranked too. But yeah, he's running. He like he like legit like quarterback, like smart everything, like you know all around the straight quarterback, your traditional. Uh, but you know Georgia, they they brought in a kid uh who people were actually expecting to take from spot. I did see that. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um. Uh, True freshman, he was like the number one dual threat quarterback, yeah. uh, and then Clemson got the number one pro style quarterback, and mm-hmm. they were both from Georgia, right down the street from each other. Yeah, one going to Clemson, one going to Georgia, and you know Clemson, they got Bryant that's starting, and people expect this other kid to take Bryant's spot at some point this year. So, you know, don't sleep on these teams, man. They they not playing. They not playing fair. You know, if, <laughs> right. if Miami, if you can't get a quarterback, you know, yeah. we'll get them. Exactly. We, we already got one, but we gonna get another one. You know, yep. so like you said, Texas, Miami, these teams that can't seem to get quarterbacks. Um, you need to figure out what you're doing wrong. Exactly. Or you need yeah. to fire whoever you got evaluating yeah. talent. Uh, because Oklahoma, they had a Heisman Trophy candidate winner you know go to the draft and you got Kyler Murray wait step right into it you know yeah so that that's unacceptable for a top flight program like Texas yeah, or Miami it's the whole about the recruiting thing yeah but man before we transition I do want to shout out uh Cedric Battle man uh after okay. playing with Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas they yeah. almost upset Tulsa oh really yeah almost upset them man came down a couple plays uh I know Say was mad about it. we talked about it a little bit you know he said uh because he kind of muffed a kickoff you know, toward the end, but you know, it, it didn't really affect the game too much. They still had a chance to win the game. I wish he got a lot more touches, man. But yeah, he out there doing his thing, representing Wichita Falls, man. So y'all remember that name, Cedric Battle, man. He's 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 coming. Okay. Central Arkansas. Uh, and I'll go ahead and shout out to the young man from Wichita Falls that went to church with me. Uh, y'all will definitely hear this name if you haven't already heard it. Uh, he's been on Sports Center a few times already. Top ten, huh? Uh, yeah, that's that's T.J. Vasher. Yeah. Out of Texas Tech. Uh, top flight wide receiver. Uh, in my opinion, if he keep playing the way he playing, he going first round this year, man, without a doubt, man. So, oh yeah, uh, y'all keep a lookout on those boys, man. There's some talent coming out the city. 
uh, and we're gonna support. Yeah, straight up, man. Yeah, so uh, so you know, I'm talking, we stay on, we're gonna stay on football. Let's go ahead and move on the NFL, though. I know you brought this up to me too, as far as uh, these contracts that's been going on. Right, man. right. Big money out there, big big money out there. Uh, what you think about that? You think is it helping the NFL? Is it going good or what? I think it's great for the <laughs> league, man. I think is is it's what the league needs. Yeah, you know, um, these teams need to start breaking the bank. You yeah. know, and, and one shout out to Aaron Rodgers. I, I just looked something up that said he's due to get. Sixty-six million dollars guaranteed this year. Yep, you know, and that's more than LeBron James, Steph Curry, James Harden, and them. They getting about what fifty million a year, right? Yeah, I believe so. Close to it, yeah, yeah, about fifty. So that's big for an NFL player. Although you know it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you know, but still, you know, NFL's traditional traditionally known not to pay. Yeah, so that's big, man. How you feel about it? I was gonna say, man, I, um, I love it just because of the fact that I think NFL players should have been getting paid a whole lot more. Yeah, just based on what they go through every Sunday. Um, I remember reading an article about I think it was Jason Williams, Jason Witten might have said it, where they have to play. They play on Sunday and takes almost a whole week for their body to recover just to play the next week, and that's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? I believe. And, it. and then you getting paid just a few million dollars, which million is a lot. I don't have it, but. It's compared to what they go to, to what the NBA and baseball go through. It's like it's pennies almost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just seeing these big players get this money right now, it's paving a way for the rest of these players. Even if they don't get the $60 million, it's still raising the bar for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, somebody else coming up, uh, just come to mind, let's say maybe like a Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz. This is Carson Wentz. He may not get 60 but he can definitely get around 30 40 which is still which higher is than what, you know, since quarterbacks been getting paid in oh, the past. Yeah. And then um just moving on to like to running backs. Um I love what Ty Gurley got, man. 60, 60 million guaranteed. Yeah. Uh I, I think Saquon Barkley got like fifty million guaranteed as a rookie. Can he get that? Yeah, he might have. I think his entire contract. I mean, he probably got like the signing bonus. Okay. Okay. Uh, say, but yeah. the entire contract is guaranteed. And that's something that the NFL don't do. Like they don't give guaranteed contracts like normally with these nfl guys like they really don't care about the contract they just trying to negotiate the signing bonus yeah like let's get the signing bonus that's the guaranteed portion of it yeah and you know if i play out my entire contract i'll play it out but most of the time they know that they're not yeah Uh, especially after you get that rookie deal Mm -hmm. you know uh with the nfl it's usually two contracts you know, if you get three contracts in the NFL, that's a rarity. Yeah. Uh, that's normally reserved for, like, quarterbacks only uh, that get, you know, three big contracts. They got that longevity. Right. Much. Yeah. Right. You know, running back, you're going to – one, you have to be, like, a, you know, bona fide, like, almost Pro Bowl caliber running back to see that second contract. Yeah. And so Todd Gurley getting his money, that's good. Uh, you know, Domino's going to fall. There's a lot of other top running backs that, that will get paid. Man, but, yeah, they will get paid, but I'm still mad about the Le'Veon Bell situation, though. Like, what more does he have to do to prove that he's the best back in the league? Whereas, you know, he's he has a more, more proven record than Tiger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I understand. And granted, he's getting some some pretty good money by doing the tender because you get that, you know, that high dollar amount up front in that one-year contract. But it's like – Still, man, it's like he – and then now it's causing rift between him and his teammates now. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, granted, I, I see both sides of it. You have Pouncey come out and say that, 
you know, we're the ones who kind of like block for him and stuff, but we kind of just wish, you know, he would at least tell us something or whatever. He's kind of a little saucy about it, but he had his other teammates like A, B, saying like, hey, we ready for you to come back or, you know, they wishing him well. So it's almost dividing the locker room. Really, he's just trying to look out for himself. What you supposed to do? Yeah, when it comes to money. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's not a team player. It's just like, I'm trying to feed my family at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, and, and it's funny you said feed my family because I heard he got like three or four kids on the way right now. So Damn. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he need his money. Yeah. You know, and the running back position isn't, you know, the, the threat of in, injury for a running back is much higher than it would be for alignment, so to speak. It's any player. Really. You know? Yeah. So even though he is getting these uh, – franchise tags placed on him which is probably getting him somewhere in the ballpark of like 16 17 million a year which is really good money for a running back yeah you know i think they take the average of the top five contracts at your position that's what it is and they give it to you then the next year they got to give you like that plus an extra percentage on top of that then once they do it another year then it's like even higher than it was you know so you can make money doing it you know kirk cousins did it yeah. And he got paid. He got and paid, then he right. finally got his contract. But, you know, you risk getting hurt. I, yeah, I just think you taking a big chance on yourself yeah, by doing you that. you risk getting hurt. And uh, Le'Veon Bell, who does have a little bit of, you know, yeah. injury history, yeah. if he gets hurt and it's a serious injury, he won't get another contract. Right. Because our, you're already in your, you know, upper 20s. You already have so many carries, so much mileage on your body. Now you're coming off an injury. So now teams can come at you like, hey, we don't know if you can do what you've done in the past, you know, because of your age and yeah. the injuries, you know. So you got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. And for his teammates to come out and kind of blast him for that was a little weak because, you know, you all should be in together yeah. for, you know, a player getting their money. Like, it, it shouldn't be a situation where you side with the ownership, yeah. you know, because you should be wanting to get your maximum amount of pay, too. I think it's still a, it's still a it's trickle down effect. I mean, because regardless if he's getting all his yards, it does fall back on the lineman in a sense. Because who think he's gonna get paid next? True, the lineman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you should be pushing for him to get the biggest amount of uh, money he can get out there. And but like I said before too, it's it's supposed to. I think it does well because the other running backs have something to look up to. You know, like uh, Zeke is gonna probably get paid now mm-hmm. because of the tie early because of what Le'Veon should be getting. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Zinc could definitely get paid. Um, Saquon will probably get something even bigger when it's time for his second round to come around. Um, so I think it's I think it's great for the NFL, man. I think these guys are finally starting to get paid what they should be getting paid. Yeah, uh, it, it, I, I looked um, just the top five um, contracts yeah. in the NFL this year, and three of the top five are quarterbacks. You have Aaron Rodgers, number one. Uh, number four is. Um, my man, we just spoke about him, went to uh, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. Cousins, yeah. And then number four, ironically enough, is the dude that replaced Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith. Yeah. And Alex Smith ain't worth – I don't feel like Alex Smith is worth $40 million. We can compare him to other ones. Not right. Uh-uh. But it's good that he's getting $40 million. They're yeah. going to give it to me. I'm going to take it. Exactly. The other two players are Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, who just got paid. Yeah. You know, and they got big contracts. They're getting more than $40 million. So now you're starting to see the elite players in the NFL start to get that NBA money. Yeah. You know, and that's what they want. That's what they're trying to get to. And you just got to keep forcing these owners to break the bank. Like, 
Yeah, sit out. To. Right. You know, play hardball. OBJ, he got his contract yeah. right. four years, ninety million. So he, uh, he wasn't being paid nothing at first. No, nah, he was getting at paid all. like three million dollars. You know, like I know he, he was eating off his endorsements. Like, and that's what he's trying to bank on at first. And he even broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily enough, he was able to recover and he'll be able to go game one. But you know, that's the risk you run because he was contemplating sitting out. But he ultimately decided to play, and then you break your ankle. Yeah. So it's a. I know that had to be like a a, a gut wrenching time for him because it's like, man, like I'm only getting three million dollars. When you look at the top receivers in the NFL, uh, I'm top of the list in production, but I'm amongst the bottom when it comes to pay. Yeah. So I want my money. I deserve this money. And then he breaks his ankle. So, you know, he had to be feeling sick. Like, dang, man, I'm unsure about what's about to happen. Yeah. And these guys, they deserve their money. Their contract should be guaranteed because of the the injuries. Yeah, so I was going to say they guarantee. Or at least, like you said before, at least uh, uh, up there, up the signing bonus more. You know what I'm saying? To where you're getting it up front. Because then, you know, that's guaranteed also. So. Mm -hmm. But like I said, a lot of these guys they do look for their signing bonus to be uh come up more, or they try to restructure their contracts. I know they do a lot, do a lot of that too these yeah. days. Restructure in the middle of the contract and get some money right then for a four bonus. So, like I said, I hope the NFL I hope they keep doing this, and maybe one day we'll start seeing some mediocre players get some big contracts they they, need like they, NBA players. They do. need it. They yeah. really do. You know, um, the NFL makes the most money out of all the professional oh, I know. sports. Yeah, easily. So, and they really finna. I just saw Army cut you off. No, go ahead. But they really finna bank now since they um, legalized the gambling. Ooh. They finna. Uh, they said that the like the marijuana company was like you know billion dollars, but this gambling thing is finna triple that, like off the top in the first year. Well, you know who uh, already jumped on that, right? Who? Jerry Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. He partnered with uh, Winstar. Winstar, yeah. Yeah, you know Jerry. Well, you know Jerry ahead of it. Yeah, Jerry. I mean, shout out to Jerry because he gonna get that money, man. Yeah. Jerry gonna make some money. Yeah. I just wonder what's that gonna do. You know, so that's something we gonna have to. Revisit. Yeah, um, we definitely gonna have to. Because I'm, I'm wondering, like, like, what does this partnership mean? Like, are you going to yeah. put like a little Windstar Star. room in Cowboy Stadium, or I don't think. Well, I guess you. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm like really curious about yeah. it. Like, I know you can gamble mean? on the sport, but I don't know because casinos aren't really loud in Texas. No, that's you what know. I'm saying. So I don't think you can bring a casino in there. Maybe you can put like a. What do you call it? like the? I guess you can work. Run like your own bidding thing in the stadium. Where you come up and place I'm, your bet before the game, or, you know, I'm bet very, the spread or whatever. I'm very intrigued by it, man. Yeah, we have to uh, visit that, man, for sure. I remember we went to Vegas during football season, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the, the sports desk was just yeah, live. sports desk. Oh, it was so live. That's what man. I'm saying. So they might, you so, might see that. I yeah. get to see that in the stadium. That's crazy. That's that's gonna be something to see, man. I, I'm I'm I commend Jerry on that one. If there's a way to make some money, <laughs> Jerry gonna figure it out. Oh yeah. I think they said Winstar gonna have to change the logo or something, or add the Cowboys logo. Somewhere. They don't have to put their sponsorship somewhere in there. Yeah. You're gonna see it. Definitely gonna see it in there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. But uh, speaking of uh, sponsorships, man, over Labor Day weekend, uh, yeah. Nike unveiled Colin Kaepernick as the face of you know their new uh of a new campaign. Yeah, um, just do it. Just do a campaign. You know what he says. Uh, he says, "Stand, stand, uh, stand up for what you believe in." Pretty much, even if it means yeah. you know, yeah, sacrificing everything. Yeah, exactly. And me personally, you know, I just, I guess our topic for this would be, you know, Nike and 
And Colin Kaepernick, is it a win for the cause, you know, or is it a loss? And my stance on it is I think it's a win Mm -hmm. just because, you know, Colin has been in the background in a sense since the whole kneeling thing. And, you know, people have been talking about his job mostly more than anything as far as him having a job in the NFL, which he hasn't had. But he's able to, which which Nike never dropped him. Let's, you know, put, put that out there. Right. Never, they never dropped him. But for them to put his face out there, which they're a multi-billion dollar industry too, and let him be the face of it, I think that says a lot about Nike. Now, um, you did have some backlash. You know, you had some... Mm. A lot of the, Ugh. a lot of the people, you know, want to burn Nike apparel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just, everybody's into this whole burning thing now. They don't, when they don't like something, um, which I'm pretty sure Nike was aware that it might happen or whatever. But I think that it just shows that, you know, Nike is a part of, you know, being a part of solution. Put it like that, being a part of the solution. And I think that they've always been kind of like that as far as them, because they've always been as far as the forefront as. Uh, the forefront of the LGBT. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they've been, they've always been a community that because in the 90s, Nike did some some crazy stuff though. I don't know if you remember all that because as far as them having to go to handle protests with them employing people in uh, Indonesia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taiwan, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, paying them 50 cents an hour and stuff like that and then beating them and stuff like that, which they claimed they was unaware of, but, you know, they went and cleaned it up and fired everybody out there. But since then, they've been on the, the upcoming as far as trying to be in front of you know, equality, supporting women, uh, like I said, LGBT community, and um, now this with Colin Kaepernick. So I think it's a good move by them. Of course, they're going to make money off of it, you know, but it's just, I, my only thing is, it's like, I'd rather them make money off of it, but at least they're still trying to do something for the cause. Yeah, so uh, to answer your question, is it a, is it a win or a loss for the cause? For the cause, it's a win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was I was in the minority way back before Donald Trump got elected. That um, that we would have some positives come out of Donald Trump winning, and yeah. the positive would be we would actually be able to physically, visibly see how people really feel about black people because I'm just I'm gonna be 100% real with all this yeah so the Trump supporters and all of that you know the, the the people who are in opposition to things like Black Lives Matter and the protesting of police brutality through the national anthem or during the national anthem we get to see you like they're so they're so bothered by like you know they're not in hiding anymore yeah so the people who are coming out and, you know, publicly recording themselves, burning Nike products. Nike didn't say that they are against uh, police brutality. Nike didn't say that they were the ones that were going to sit there and protest during the national anthem. They just put Colin Kaepernick's face on an ad. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. They didn't have to. St- they didn't do nothing. Nike didn't say anything. They just said, you know what? We're going to put his face on his ad. We're going to put this caption over his face. And then, you know, people, they cut Nike socks and burning Nike stuff. Really? Yeah. Just come out and just say it with your chest. I don't like black people. That's all you got to say. And I don't even think black people would really be all that mad because we wouldn't be all that surprised. You know what I'm saying? So 
if you feel that passionate about Nike putting Colin Kaepernick's face on his ad that now you want to just totally switch, well, go to Under Armour because the CEO of Under Armour is a big Trump supporter. Yeah. Go on over there with him, man, and he'll welcome you. I'm pretty sure that Under Armour may put something out there uh, in the near future, you know, basically back in the blue. I've, I've seen Under Armour uh, back to blue shirts. Yeah. You know, white and black flags with the blue line Under Armour. So, yeah, Under Armour, they y'all just don't know because y'all too stupid. Under Armour has already done that. So that's where y'all need to go, first of all. Uh, now... I made a Facebook status where I was like, you know, if Nike was really for equality and fair treatment, they would lower their prices. And I never expounded on that because I didn't want to. I wanted to wait till we recorded. And the reason I said that is because Nike being the billion dollar corporation that it is, uh, Nike being the, the global brand that it is, Nike has targeted marketing. Nike don't market to the rock and roll crowd. Nike don't market to the country and Western crowd. You have not seen Nike ad that doesn't have hip hop, urban music in it. You, you just don't see it. You, If you do, it's very rare. You know what I'm saying? Nike is very specific in who they market to. They market to black people. They market to the urban culture. The faces of their brands are LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Odell Beckham, you know, Michael Phelps. I mean, he's from Baltimore. Under Armour's from Baltimore. Michael Phelps ain't, you know, you just don't see too many white athletes pushing Nike like that. Andre Agassi did. Um, and I really can't think of anybody else just off the top of my head like that. So, um so for me to say that, there's a lot of single parents, especially with you working in education. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of kids that you can tell that their parents may not have it like that. But, you know, they picking up extra shifts. They doing what they got to do to put their kids in some Nike to go to school in. You know what I'm saying? And it's a feeling that we as urban people have, like, we got to be in these top dollar threads and stuff like that because it's marketed to us and it's pushed on us in that way to where you see people like Chicago, for example, they put a bait truck of shoes in the hood so kids can steal them and they can arrest the kids. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't uh, marketed specifically to this area, to this low income society, then they wouldn't feel the need to like, man, you know, I got to get these shoes at all costs, even if I got to steal them, even if I got to trap for them, you know what I'm saying? Even if I got to catch somebody slipping and rob somebody for them, you know, like, that's why I made that comment because I'm like, you know what? Um, It may not be Nike's fault, but that's just one of the byproducts of what Nike does. And that's the only thing I got to say about it. Other than that, I'm cool with Kaepernick doing his thing because it is... It's putting all these people on front street. And Colin Kaepernick ain't did nothing. He ain't said nothing but said, I'm not for police brutality. It needs to stop. That's all he said. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can you can take it home, bro. I mean, so I mean, I, I agree with you what you're saying as far as them, you know, targeting to targeting to the black community or hip hop culture, you know, however you want to put it. But I kind of think like I don't really fault them for that just because any business that you have, your goal is to maximize profits. 
So, you know what I'm saying? It's your job. It's your marketing team's job. It's their, your CEO, whoever. It's their job to follow trends, to make these trends, you know? And right now, I mean, shit, black athletes are dominant. They're prominent in almost every sport. So, of course, the kids are going to follow the black athlete. And then, of course, so it's, it's smart for Nike to, to market, mm-hmm. you know, to pick up those biggest athletes they can to put them in their brand so that way they follow suit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's smart marketing. And uh, I agree with you as far as like, you know, it does help the, you know, when the trickle down effect comes down, it does help the, I mean, it hurt the communities because they, you know, parents want to put their kids in the best stuff. But it's almost like at the end of the day, it's still a choice. You know what I'm saying? I know you you buy pretty much what you see mostly, you know, as far as subliminal right. messages. But Nike at the same time, they do have the most outlet malls out there for any brand. All right. So that does kind of help that effect as far as if I make it more affordable for people to do stuff. Now they can't just give away something free because that's gonna that's gonna kill them. You know, at the end of the day, they still want to make their money to make their brand go further. And just to go back to when we were talking about the people burning stuff, like I don't know what they think that's doing to Nike brand by you burning it. I don't know if you realize this, but Nike is a global brand. It's not just United States. You know what I'm saying? They got they people are buying Nike in China. Africa, everywhere. So, I mean, by you burning here in the United States, it's really not doing anything. Um, the only thing I would say is that, yeah, y'all did make Nike's stock drop for a couple of days, and I definitely did buy some. And now it's back up to where it was at, and I made some, some nice little money. So, thank you for that. But other than that, you know what I mean? I think that what Nike is doing is is, is definitely trend-setting. I like that they're doing it. hope they follow up with it. hope it's just not something that they just put Colin Kaepernick's face up there, hope they continue to do something with him as far as putting them out there in the league or, you know, standing behind them. I know they've already released comments about Trump before. The CEO did of Nike. Yeah. Um, saying how he didn't, how he disagreed with them, stuff like that. And I hope they just continue to do that. And I hope they continue to allow their athletes to have a voice. That's the biggest thing to that's, me. That's really it. You're right. You know, Nike having their platform, they're using it and they're allowing their athletes they have to use their platform at the same time. Right. So that's what I think. I hope they continue to do that and continue to build and make this thing peace because, at one end, I was gonna. I was thinking about this earlier. Is that, um, yes, we're against police police brutality. We're against the NFL, but what is the end goal? You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to, if you're gonna fight against NFL, is your end goal to take over NFL? A lot of times, when you go to war with somebody, that's what it is. You want to win. You want to take. You want to just kill them completely. And I just want to figure out: Are the players are they really trying to just kill the NFL completely, or are they trying to come to a conclusion where they're trying to? come together and, you know, make this thing right. The thing is... And I feel like that's what Nike's trying to do, trying to make it right rather than, you know... But, I mean, when you think about making it right, and I'll try and keep this brief... Yeah. The only way to make it right is for police to stop shooting unarmed people, stop arresting people unjustly. I seen a story today where an 11-year-old girl was tased in a grocery store for suspectedly shoplifting. Yeah. This is an 11-year-old child. It's two grown policemen on her tasing her. Too much, yeah. That's that's brutality. That's yeah. that's excessive force. You know? Yeah. And that's the stuff that people are asking to cease. Like, you know, we understand that your lives are at risk. Nobody's saying that, you know, your job is easy. Yeah. But we're asking you to use a little discernment and, and you know, have better judgment. Like, stop defaulting to pulling your gun out and shooting 
because the situation doesn't seem right, you know, and, and if that's what you're trained to do, then we need to attack the training. You know, if that's what you're doing and nobody's reprimanding you for it, then we need to attack that. But it's really it. You know, it's not hard. They're acting like it's hard, like it's a hard fix. Like you keep saying, like, we need to find a solution. Like the solution is stop shooting people that's unarmed like that. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. So we get we get diverted so much from what the cause, like you said, right. that's the main cause is to stop police brutality. But we trying to. It's always okay. No, no, it's not that. It's Colin versus Trump. It's right. Colin versus NFL. It's the NFL versus whoever, and it's uh, or it's Nike versus the NFL now. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not that. It's is everybody us against police brutality. Yeah, you get know what I'm saying. That's Stop what that's the main it's, thing. It's is. not yeah. difficult. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main cause of it, man. Yeah, but, and and that's all we really want to say. Like you know, yeah. shout out to Nike for not being afraid Thank to uh, put somebody that people would say is controversial. I don't know how he's controversial because he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put someone that's controversial, you know, as the face of their Just Do It campaign. And the Just Do It campaign is is so much bigger than sports. I love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. The commercial so that he has is going to air during the uh, Thursday night game. It, it's, just, it's so much bigger than sports. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm going to make my final statement. Uh, what he said in his commercial is um you know don't ask if your dreams are crazy ask if they're crazy enough you know what i'm saying because um if lebron james as a kid said i'm gonna be the best player in the world somebody told him man you're crazy Mm -hmm. so that's that's the whole gist of his commercial man like you know you can do it if you put the work in you know it's not crazy uh after you get it done you know so that's all i got to say man Thank you. I'm 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 leave it there, man. You hit the nail on the head right there. Um this is a great closing remarks, man. So yeah, we're gonna close it there. Uh thank you guys for tuning in. Like of I said, course. this is episode 17. seventeen. You know, Thin Lines We Love in Sports. You can find us on all social media and all uh, social platforms, media right. outlets, you know. So just type us in Thin Lines We Love in Sports and you get episode one through seventeen so far. Yeah, man. Uh share us, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, whatever, man. You know, just share us. Even if you uh, if you haven't listened, just just click the share button, man. And, yeah. and you know, maybe somebody else will check us out. But thank you for the support, man. Appreciate yeah. it. And jump in wherever. If you want to start on seventeen, start on seventeen. That's cool, you know, man. Do you do you? All right. But yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all again next time. All right.